Welcome to Three Little Things, a natural health podcast. We've created this space to help you positively navigate the world of holistic and natural well-being, where each week we will explore something new and dive into a diverse range of holistic health topics from all walks of life. As chiropractors, we are equally passionate about helping educate, share and empower you on your well-being journey. Created with you in mind, Three Little Things aims to bring you digestible topics and applicable tools and strategies to help you grow, thrive and live well. So let's dive in. Welcome back, lovely listeners, to another episode of the Three Little Things podcast. My name is Sarah and as always, I'm joined with my co-host Lily and we have another wonderful episode today with the beautiful Charity who is our nutritionist from Freshie here on the Northern Beaches. Um, you guys would have heard of her before. She's been on three other episodes um, and we just absolutely love having Charity on. Um, we feel Charity really aligns with our values as well as the values of a lot of our patients and a lot of our listeners, which I think is super important um, and I know that this episode is going to be no different in Charity bringing us a whole host of wonderful information. Um, this episode was actually kind of born out of um, what Lily and I have both been seeing in practice a lot lately, which is a lot of our athletes um, or a lot of our patients who, um, yeah, can be, you know, are playing a lot of sport over the weekends, that classic childhood sort of Saturday morning sport um, with a lot of parents who are then concerned or unsure of how they actually should be fueling their children. And then on the other extreme of that is our sort of more elite athletes um, who Uh, who understand that it's important to fuel their bodies but are really confused and unsure where to start. Um, So Charity, I guess, peel that back. Let's start with a little bit about who you are so our listeners can get to know you. Um, And then we're going to dive into today's episode. Hi, folks, and thank you so much for having me back, ladies. Uh, My name is Charity King. I am the lead nutritionist and founder of Freshwater Nutrition over in Freshwater, New South Wales, northern beaches of Sydney. I've been um, practicing in nutrition for individuals and families for over 10 years with degrees in both the US and Australia and a huge experience working with developing kids, their bodies, their brains, Mm. and the lifestyle on how we can make nutrition practical for them and for us as a family. So it's it's great to be here and I'm really excited to share some practical tips for you and your young athletes. Yeah, I love that. So I guess um, I kind of alluded to it before, but we're going to chat about food and athletes and the importance of that. And I know you're going to give our listeners some really applicable tools and strategies that they can kind of start to think about and then start implementing. But I do just want to say, you know, charity is a wealth of knowledge that you already know. So if this is a topic that you're interested in and a topic that you can see yourself applying to your kitties, um, then definitely reach out. Charity's details are in our show notes so you can jump on and book an appointment with her um, because, yeah, it's just so valuable to be able to unpack this for your own individual needs. So we're going to talk, yeah, about food and athletes and how to fuel our kids and their bodies pre and post sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, we'll jump right into it. So the three little things that I'll be divulging into and talking more in detail as we go, um, well, I guess the three most important little things here are calories, so your energy for your kids, pre- and post-exercise foods, which are very important, and then hydration, which mm. I know can be a bit confusing for little bodies. So we're going to touch on those three little things today to make sure you have a healthy, strong, developing, safe, recovering little athlete. Um, So first is the why, of course, you know, growing brains and bodies, they do need extra support, especially active ones. They're going to be burning through calories, energy, and depleting themselves of of hydration, vitamins, and minerals at an extensive rate, especially because kids can just keep going, 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 going. So it's important to set them up for success now and throughout life. 
Um, not only does it help with their developing bodies and brains, but it also can impact their DNA. Um, healthy foods can uh, really protect our brains and make new connections and help with our learning and how our bodies um, are set up for success as we get older. So a well-balanced diet containing appropriate amounts of our macronutrients, our proteins, carbs, and fats, as well as micronutrients, vitamin minerals, are essential to provide energy and growth activity. Fluids are also essential for hydration and support growth and athletic performance. And when it comes to nutrition, um, like athletic nutrition, it's also important to decrease fatigue and the risk of disease and injury in young ones and as they get older. And it also enables athletes to optimize their training and recover faster, especially if there's injury that mm. occurs. Um, it's also really important to balance their energy to make sure that they're not being underweight or overweight, you know, delaying puberty, um, you know, causing short or undeveloped stature if they're not having improper nutrition, menstrual dysfunction, loss of muscle mass, um, or illness, uh, which, you know, having proper balanced nutrition for our young athletes is important for all of these. Now, when it gets into calories, we're going to jump right into elite performance for our developing bodies and brains of our kids. These are our energy needs. This is the first little thing that we're going to talk about. So pre-puberty calories needs are very much the same um, in boys and girls as they are growing up. But it does change as we hit puberty. There's different needs depending on um, the, gen the developmenting gender of our children. Um, so on average, let's say a teenage boy, once they hit puberty, if they're very, very active, this could be that they're needing 3,000 to 4,000 calories a day, while teenage girls who are active may need 2,400 to 3,000 calories a day. But um, to generalize this, if you want to do your own math for your own kid um, and their own age, a good starting point would be this calculation. So 100 calories per kg of body weight a day for ages 1 to 3, 80 calories per kg of body weight per day from ages 4 to 5, 70 per kg of body weight per day from 6 to 8, and then 60 to 65 kgs um, per body weight per day from 9 and up. Um, and that goes really up from there. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, this is something that we can make it easy if we meet with you to make sure your kids are having a good amount of food. But it's easily done from making sure they're having a variety of whole foods, you know, your fruits, your veggies, your whole grains or unprocessed carbohydrates, your lean proteins um, from natural sources first and foremost. Uh, We'll talk about this as we go on too, but um, you know, when we're getting calories or energy from these whole foods, our bodies are gonna be getting the energy they need in the calorie sense, but also the macronutrients, the protein, fats, the carbs, the minerals, naturally, you don't have to overthink it. Um, when we give our kids or even ourselves food, calories from junk food, let's say processed food, the Maccas run after school, <laughs> yeah. Maccas run after practice, um, just because their bodies can handle it, uh, digestively doesn't mean that it's actually benefiting them mm. physically or mentally as well. Neutrality is not always positive when it comes to growing brains and bodies. So the quality of where you're getting your calories is actually the most important thing, mm. I would say. Yeah, I think that's a super important point because I think, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, let's say they've got a calorie number that they're, they're trying to reach. Let's say it's at 3,000 um, calories in a day. It's understanding what you know why that's important so yes we need these calories but it's not just about the calorie intake it's about the actual nutrition that you're getting from from those calories to fuel your needs mm -hmm. and I think when parents and our athletes themselves can understand that understand that it's actually what's in those calories that's fueling their body not just the calorie number that they're hitting uh, it's a super important and really empowering concept because they then start to understand what is fueling their body um, and I love how you say mm -hmm 
it's not just our, you know, yes, we can digest it, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's of benefit. And that is, yeah, super important. Mm -hmm, Totally. Because, like, when we, I hear a lot of adults (laughs) say, like, oh, when I was younger, I could eat all this junk food and fast food and... You know, I felt fine. You're fine. Yeah, I was doing great, but it doesn't mean that your brain was getting what it needed out of it. Your body was getting what it me- needed out of it. it. Just meant you could process it function. and detoxify yeah. faster <laughs> and function. Yes, yeah. you could survive and not necessarily thrive when we have it. So, yeah, I, just because your kids can handle it doesn't mean that it's necessarily good for them or yeah. that they're going to feel good because of it. Mm. Hmm. So uh, an ideal diet, you know, to help you get in a good variety of healthy whole foods could look like this for our athletic uh, children and teens would be looking to get about 45 to 65% of their nutrition from carbohydrate sources. So think whole grains. Um, This could come from starchy veggies, from our fruits, our fibrous green veggies as well. About 10 to 30% from our proteins, so our lean meat, so fat, dairy, legumes, um, whole grains combined if you're vegetarian, or soy, tofu, tempeh products. And then because their brains are developing, 25 to 35% from fat. And this is going to be different than your average adult diet. Adults need a little more protein on average, but kids are going to need, especially active ones, more carbs and more fats here. Um, so when, when we're talking about carbohydrates, um, 45, 65% of totally calorie needs from four year olds to 18 year olds is ideal because carbs are the most important fuel source for athletes. They're going to provide glucose. It's used for energy. Glucose is stored as glycogen in muscles and liver and muscle glycogen is readily available energy stores for working muscles and can be released quickly, really quick for their brain and body during performance. Um, and then when we come to protein, protein is at 10 to 30% of total energy needs for those four to 18 year olds. They're really important to build and repair muscles, nair, nail, hairs, and skin, um, regulate kids' mood as well. And even for mild exercise, um, you know, they're not really going to be your main source of energy, but for long exercise, you have athletes playing long matches, playing long games, doing a lot of training, or just even running around all day. Um, having proteins is really good for blood glucose. So really for the balance of energy. So we're not burning through our glycogen stores, our carbs too quickly. So it really kind of balances it out along with repairing their bodies. And then the fats, this is the 25 to 30% for our four to 18 year olds um, with ideally saturated solid fats, no more than 10% of that is ideal. Um, These are gonna help our kids absorb their vitamins, fat soluble vitamins A, D, E, and K. Um, Also provides the feeling of satiety. It works as a barrier to protect our brain, our vital organs and insulation. And it's very calorie dense. Um, So we don't necessarily use it for energy, but it protects our growing bodies um, so that the effects of exercise are beneficial, not detrimental to them. Um, So these are the main three areas that are really important when we talk about calories for kids and getting in that balance, of course. Um, And then, you know, there are some micronutrients that are really important. Uh, In particular, uh, you know, we're talking about our calcium, vitamin D, and iron, which is easily received when we have balanced diets. Um, We don't really need to worry about this if your kids are getting whole natural foods, getting variety, eating plenty. Um, But for athletes who maybe train indoors, live in colder environments, Mm -hmm. um, you know, let's say they're doing indoor ice hockey, (laughs) it's a very specific example, Um, they actually need more vitamin D because they're not exposed to the sun. Mm -hmm. They're not getting as many maybe sun-soaked fruits and vegetables if there's not as much agriculture up there. So these instances will really be the only ones where you want to up vitamin D-rich foods or possible safe supplementation guided by a practitioner Mm -hmm. to help you with that. 
Um, Can you just give a couple of examples of vitamin D foods? Yeah. Some high vitamin D foods, um, it's easily received from animal sources. So getting in from eggs, briefly egg yolks, as well as milk products, um, also fortified grains and um, fortified juices, you know, are easy ways to do it. Um, You could also get this in from your proteins. So uh, shellfish in particular, chicken, turkey, lean beef, pork, those are wonderful Mm. sources of absorbable sources, um, as well as mushrooms if you're more plant-based. So sun-soaked mushrooms, they help produce vitamin D. You can easily put a portobello mushroom or five button mushrooms on a countertop and they're going to develop vitamin D that your body can absorb. Mm. Um, So there's some good natural sources. (laughs) Yeah, I love mushrooms. Yeah. Um, so vitamin D really important and that kind of goes hand in hand with calcium too you know vitamin D helps us absorb calcium in our food um, and come from very similar sources Um, but then there's also iron so iron is really important for girls who may be menstruating Um, we tend to need more iron in our body Uh, and so this is just can be ensured by making sure your girls are menstruating are having some lean proteins whether it comes from red meat or chicken um, or it could even be from black beans um, Mm. or leafy greens and a good way to help these young girls absorb this iron is pairing any of these meats or plant-based sources with vitamin C so let's say you're doing a lean beef stir-fry throwing some capsicum in there it's gonna help the body absorb the iron better let's Mm. say you're having a beautiful salad or wrap with uh, lots of leafy greens or broccoli squeeze on some lemon on there have a you know lemon-based tzatziki or tahini sauce in there too to make it more bioavailable get the Mm. iron into their beautiful bodies and help them get oxygen and perform better and feel better and focus better not just in sports but also in school as well yeah so just quickly taking a slightly longer lens here, um, mm-hmm. these are all for children under 18, right? Yes. Yeah. So how does it shift? Does it shift markedly when somebody's 25 or 35? Hmm. It's a good question on that. Um, our calorie needs might not be as high. Metabolically, we're not burning through energy as quickly and as highly, so we may not need as high of calories. Um, we tend to not be as active when we're older hopefully we remain that way but in perfect world right we would be uh so we would not need as much calories and also i believe our our protein needs go higher and our fat needs go lower so uh let's say a ratio for the kids is like 65 percent carbs and then you've got about 10 to 30 percent of your proteins and the fats kind of fall in from there i think it would be more even like an an adult person maybe around 35 they'd want to be having uh more evenly dispersed I'd say carbohydrates 35%, protein 35%, maybe fats 30% mm. in there. So it's not as high as carbs and not as high as fats necessarily. Make sure the protein's a little more important there. Mm. So I think once again, they should come and see you because you know we have heaps of patients mm. who are in their um, 40s and 50s who are still playing sport at mm-hmm. quite an um, outrageous level. You know, like we have oh, a lot yeah. of um, surfers in the area who mm-hmm. may not be competing at you know on ASP, but they're certainly surfing nearly every day. Mm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who are, you know, still cycling, like your dad, for instance, mm. he's a mad cyclist, what, 100 kilometers on a Sunday morning? Oh, each day, yeah. Each day, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> tailoring, you know, his caloric needs, yeah. and the ratio would be good, yeah. wouldn't it? Before. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I'm not sure whether you've heard this ca- charity, so you can put me right if I'm wrong, but um, apparently myelin... Mm-hmm. Um, and also, therefore, cholesterol is actually quite um, more protective, of course, to the nervous system all through life, mm-hmm. but even more so um, as a person ages, you know, so over 60, 
um, apparently um, higher cholesterol is actually quite good. Well, good cholesterol, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. high density lipids. So I'm not sure you've, you've heard that, or is it some research that might come out later, perhaps? Oh no, I, th- I think that's very true. Yeah, mm-hmm. making sure we're having healthy levels of our happy cholesterol. Uh, HDL is is super important throughout all of age to yeah protect our brain, to protect our cells, and mm-hmm. to have that safe coating, that myelin around there so yes 100 percent yeah okay we'll see what happens in the next several years with um Mm. the use of um so-called cholesterol lowering drugs and Mm. etc etc you know yeah worry about those i mean you know is anecdotal Mm. or anecd fact but Mm. you know it just takes one or two cases to kick start a study you Mm. know we've seen a lot of patients who've um not benefited from having very yeah. low cholesterol. So. Yeah, I um, I always get concerned when I have a very healthy, fit, active, balanced diet individual whose doctor tells them they have high cholesterol genetically most mm. of the time, and, and they're worried about it, and their doctor's recommending, you know, cutting out these foods, like, I don't eat these foods, or they're telling them exercise more, they do exercise more, and then... Um, want to get them on yeah cholesterol lowering medication mm. which we don't know the full effects of what's going to happen when you know these individuals from what i've seen in my studies and with my uh, exact cases they have long healthy lineages of ancestors and and themselves so it may go to show that their slight higher natural cholesterol is actually protecting them there may be good reason for it that mm-hmm. they've <laughs> they've been able to evolve in that way so it's a really interesting point yeah so mm-hmm. another topic probably but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice t- okay. it's a good tangent to keep in mind I would say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Beautiful. So, yeah, we touched on calorie needs and macronutrient balance for kids. You know, just making sure they're getting that variety from whole natural foods is is really key. And I'd like to emphasize, you know, getting whole natural foods normally means that we're going to have less inflammation in the brain, which means that we're making better connections. We're building muscle and physical memory and kids are developing and changing their DNA for the better. Um but if we're choosing processed foods for majority of their meals, maybe it's always Macca's after practice. Mm. Maybe it's always that sugary snack before or, you know, that cupcake at halftime, which I was given between soccer <laughs> matches. <laughs> I don't know why. Some parents brought oranges. Um, that can encourage inflammation and actually make it very hard for these kids to excel in their sports, to focus at school, and to be able to be as vivacious as they may seem now into adulthood. Mm. Mm. So it really does set them up for success when you're choosing healthy foods. Majority of the time allowing them treats obviously and balance kids birthdays you know on occasion those pizza parties but making sure their foundation is really solid is, mm. is going to benefit them immensely yeah i love that and that kind of um kind of takes us down the route um, of pre and post food like how how, yes. how do we fuel our athletes or our kids before sport yeah. and after sport because you hit the nail on the head it's that macca's run after after sport mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. or it's the uh, mr whippy van that's outside the sporting fields yeah. for ice cream um so how should we be fueling our kids pre and post yeah i'll give you some good specific um guidelines that you can definitely follow uh, for your your child athletes here is um essentially before you know before they have exercise a good mix of carbs protein fat and water is really essential so ideally <coughs> excuse me having a meal that's made up of these macronutrients and good hydration three hours prior that is fairly low in fiber if possible um rather than something that is uh yeah so that is pardon me i'll start over again <coughs> i've got a frog in my throat <laughs> it's distracting <coughs> me <coughs> okay so feeling before ex before and after exercise i'll break down into some nice simple Uh, guidelines that you can follow so ideally let's say your kid has a big training session or a big match that day 
Ideally, three hours prior, they would have a meal that is made up of carbs, protein, fat, and water. Carbs for energy, protein to help actually with their endurance and to protect their muscles and cells to perform and actually recover, and also fat so they can absorb these vitamins in their food and feel full and strong and energized for longer, plus water, one or two glasses to keep them hydrated, be able to power their body, their cells, their heart. Balance of electrolytes is really key. And then once again, about one to two hours before, a high carb and high protein snack is really ideal just to give them the extra boost, give their brain and their muscles an extra boost of glycogen. And a little bit of protein has been shown as well paired with that to give them endurance as well. Ideally, this would be low fat. So you don't want to have very, very high fat meals or snacks because that can delay gastric emptying, meaning that the food kind of sits there, can make you feel very sluggish. Um, so an example of a you know, healthy meal three hours before. This could be, um, let's say if you're in summertime, it's a smoothie bowl. So you've got some banana and some berries blended up with some yogurt or a pea protein and some nuts, you know, on there. That's a yummy, healthy meal. Um, it could even be a sandwich that you've got some beautiful lean meats inside there or hummus uh, and maybe uh, a side of fruit on the side, you know, something simple like that. And then um, a healthy snack that's high carb and high protein could be a banana and some peanut butter mm. for kids is a nice easy one. Maybe um, you're having an orange and a healthy homemade protein ball that you've maybe made together. Um, these are some simple things that are easy to digest for kids and can give them a nice little push. Um, maybe you have a kid that has really early morning practices. Northern Beaches loves to get up early. Maybe they're into water sports or they've just in that league that has those early morning matches. Um, so really just having a, a healthy meal or even like a liquid snack one to two hours before exercise. When you start something smaller, um, maybe it's that banana and peanut butter. Then after training or that that exercise is followed by a full breakfast afterwards can mm. really help maximize performance and recovery. So that's mm. absolutely fine. You don't need to get wake your kid up three, four hours ahead of time and force feed them a big <laughs> meal <laughs> and then feed them another snack. You can give them something small for a nice little push and then have them have a nicer, more complete breakfast or brunch afterwards. Yeah. Cool. And then how about when we head into after? Yeah, so after is is pretty similar. Um, really to real food of the body, they're using up their glycogen stores. They're going to be mentally tired after having carbs um, and then protein to help their muscles recover and build new connections, muscle memory. And of course, water to refuel them is really important. Um, so carbs, protein, water, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, recovery foods should be consumed ideally within 30 minutes of exercise. So if you can have a snack packed for them, that's mm. ideal. Even if it's like a little wrap that you have, um, maybe you're having, you know, again, some fruit and some nuts, maybe some um, lean meats or beef jerky, if that's your thing, uh, is great. And then again, you know, one to two afters, that's a great time to have an, a meal, mm -hmm. you know, have lunch, have dinner, let their body have all the nutrients mixed together that it needs to be able to repair and refuel itself, reload those muscles with glycogen and allow for proper recovery for them. Mm. Okay, I like the way you've given the formula here regarding um, water and electrolyte, um, you know, balances mm. and also the recommended minimal fluid intake. So that's a good one to throw out there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So then the third part of um, your elite athlete support would be their hydration. So it's winter months right now. We tend not to feel thirst as much, 
but it doesn't mean we we don't need the same amount of liquids especially with exercise you know we're going to be sweating we are wearing warmer clothes we tend to sweat more we even sweat when we're doing water sports and we don't always Mm -hmm. realize it so water and electrolyte rich beverages and food is very very important so um, recommended minimal fluid intake during and after exercise for child athletes specifically is actually based on a pretty simple calculation so if you want to calculate for your kid um, before exercise we need more than after so ideally we'd have it in their system to fuel their their bodies so this would be 13 mils uh, times every kg of body weight um, before uh, exercise and then during and after exercise would be four mils uh, per every kg of, of body weight So, uh, for example, a 40 kilogram kid needs about 520 mils before exercise. So this could be throughout the day or in the morning before they jump into practice. And then around 160 mils during and after exercise is is around what they would need to recover. But of course, this can vary depending on the body temperature, uh, the temperature outside, the kind of sport they're doing, if they're doing hockey or if they're playing baseball and they're the... Um, catcher, they've got all this gear on, they may need more. Mm. And um, if kids run hot and do tend to sweat more, some don't sweat at all, that could be a sign they're going to need more as well. Um, and this is really important. You know, dehydration can decrease performance and can also put athletes at risk for heat exhaustion, heat stroke. Kids don't always regulate their body heat the same as us. Well, we know they don't. They can't always tell you that they're going to need water. So it is on you as the adult to help make sure they're getting this into their system. Um, because yeah, overheating and heat stroke is very common for kids, not just on this playing field, but even if you're out hiking, if mm. you're out on a big bush walk, um, let's say you have a young kid in a carrier, like a, a, in a front pack or a backpack too, that's a very common way kids and especially babies can lose fluid. So it is important to keep up and look after them with their mm. hydration. So what's a general formula then for the days that they actually aren't exercising mm. a normal mm-hmm. day? What would they, What should they drink? Yeah, so that's a a good one. I would say to make sure their body is supported, I think that same calculation of about 13 mils per kg Mm. is ideal. If they're not losing a lot of fluid, you don't necessarily need to be uh, adding too much on after that, depending how they're feeling. It's always good to check their urine. You know, if they're having fairly clear urine, it's not too stinky, they're probably pretty well hydrated, especially if they're getting a good diet. But if you're noticing that you're giving your kid this 13 mils per kg, but they're having pretty dark urine or it's quite smelly, um, that means their body is gonna need some more fluid. So start with, you know, maybe an extra half glass of water. Mm -hmm. Um, Coconut water, really great at hydrating. Uh, Or even hydrating fruits and veggies. You know, 90% of cucumber and broccoli and cauliflower and capsicum oranges, kiwis, berries, these are made of water, watermelon, rock melon. Um, mm. So you can also get that from your foods as well, especially if your kids are not very much into drinking water, which not many kids are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's absolutely a suitable way to get some fluids into them, is food-wise as well. So um, just in the last few years, the words um, pivot and agile have just driven me crazy. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. But um, why can't some of these big sort of um, fast food companies just, you know, so-called pivot into amazing smoothies? I mean, it's just all drive-through, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So you drive through, get some hot chips. Well, it's convenient, isn't it? But I mean, More if, if you're driving else. through and you're, you're getting some amazing smoothies or, or plant-based um, mm, list yeah. balls or, you know, something healthy yeah. at the end of your soccer game, it's, it's the same 
fast is the same fastness. Mm-hmm. Oh, agreed. Yeah, the, the options quality. is not there. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. So let's write to your local MP and ask. So called. Yeah. Um, apparently, modern healthcare was a platform a lot of them ran on. Mm-hmm. Um, modern healthcare to me is is this kind of healthcare. Yeah. It's the foundations. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's not yeah. more. It's not more modern drugs or more modern surgical procedures. I mean, that's going to happen anyway. You yeah. Know? I think modern healthcare needs to take a step back and go. What's your long lens? What's the long game in this? Mm-hmm. You know, when you start in the first thousand days of a child's life, mm-hmm. do you then prevent chronic disease? Mm. Um, the answer is duh, yes. Yeah. Um, so let's go for the modern healthcare. Yeah. Mm. I like that call to action. That's so true. And like, mm. yeah, we need more prescriptions for fruits and veggies and proteins and That's understanding right. that and, and education <laughs> on it more than anything. Like, yeah. I don't remember learning about any of this as a kid, especially as an athlete and. I think it's getting better now, but we don't have the overall support of our healthcare system yeah. mm. uh, and our, our, I guess, modern focus to really seal, seal the deal when it comes to this. Mm. Like, there is a, a pretty good fast food chain in uh, Australia. Have you heard of Oliver's? Yes, mm. yes. Yeah, yes, which is yeah. up and coming, which is great. But mm. I find, like, once again, we talked a bit about uh, packaged food, you know, in the last podcast we did together, is that these companies, they have your money in mind, not necessarily your health in mind. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to it, is they'll put a spin, say it's healthier, say it's not so bad for you, um, in order to give them the convenience of making it all taste the same. You know, fresh food always varies in taste and quality and availability. So the fast food doesn't offer fresh options because there's no guarantee of what they're going to get. And their biggest pull, why they market so well, why people go back and why we get addicted, because it tastes the same, it feels the same, it smells the same, no matter which branch you get it from, Mm. here or in France Mm. or in Japan Mm. or, you know, in in Canada compared to Manly. Um, So their main focus is consistency, and they can't do that with fresh food. They really can't. And that's their big pull, and that's how they've addicted people in and marketed them in. And they don't want to lose that. Mm, unless you go to somewhere like Japan or, or many parts of Asia where they have a stock pot that's been cooking in the yeah. um, kitchen for, for days or months. Mm. And you do drive by and you do get mm-hmm. your bowl of um, noodles with mm-hmm. this amazing you know, nutritious stock with mm-hmm. the topping you want. You know, So mm. yes, you're right. It's not the same. People will travel, though, to that particular stock pot. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I just feel there is change of foot mm. it's just that we have to be yeah. brave enough to well i've been running to my local mm. mps yeah that's great um so little footsteps will become hoof beats and become mm. armies of people but um i think it, it just needs to start somewhere mm. you know just yeah. embrace a change basically mm. that's yeah. right and i think there's a lot of practicality in what you said there you know one way to fight against the system that's hurting us is don't support those chains don't mm. go to those if you're going to get like fast food, for example. Mm. Um, go to a local cafe or a something that has healthier options, even if it's not perfect. Yeah, it is. It is at least better and a step in the right direction. If, mm. if you want to do something, you know, today, write that letter to your MP and choose the local option. At least it's fighting against that. Yeah, that system in some ways. Yeah, for sure. And so I guess kind of following on from that, we've touched on pre and post. We've mm-hmm. touched on the water and the importance mm-hmm. of hydration. Um, pretty similar to our other episodes, I'm sure there are um, some supplements and some ways mm-hmm. to sort of assist these processes in the recovery and the performance in our athletes. 
you want to maybe touch on that a little Mm -hmm. bit? Yeah, absolutely. So um, there are some things that can help supplement and fill in the gaps um, for for your kids, uh, especially if they need extra oomph, extra assistance. The first one is a safe, kid-friendly natural protein powder. You know, if you're struggling to get in proper protein intake for your kid or they're maybe injured or they are out there for hours and we're doing multiple sports, they're obviously gonna need a lot of protein to rebuild those hardworking cells and muscles in their body. So I really recommend either a hemp-based protein powder or a whey-based protein powder. And why that is is that a hemp-based protein powder also is high in omega-3 fatty acids, which are very absorbable, very permeable, and great for brain development. It's also plant-based and easy to digest Mm -hmm. um, and safe for people of all ages. And then the other one, if you do eat dairy, um, would be whey-based. Whey-based has been shown to be amazing um, for absorption and to help repair muscles, but also really wonderful for the synthesis of calcium and vitamin D for growing bones, skin, hair, nails in our body. Um, and if you don't like any of those or want something a little more easy to find, Nutri Organics is the brand we sell. They do have a thriving protein, which is um, plant-based. It's made of a bit of hemp and a bit of pea and a bit of rice, and they're safe for pregnancy, breastfeeding, and all ages too. So they're a little bit of everything mm. um, if you just want a safe, nice balance. So a natural protein powder can be wonderful as that healthy snack after school if you're struggling to, to find a healthy alternative need something quick or even something you can blend up with some fruit in the morning as a liquid-based meal, you know, if you have early morning training, mm. something small that they can digest quickly and jump into, yeah, their, their practice or, or their, their game. Um, another thing that can be really helpful, I mentioned hydration, if your kids are not so keen on water um, or even water-based foods is coconut water, and there's even coconut water powder. Um, there's a really great one, a local brand Chapika has that you can mix or shake up in water. It tastes really nice. Um, you can even mix with a little bit of pineapple juice for a nice mm. little uh, tropical flavor for your kids. And that's going to be filled with um, your electrolytes to really help power and support their nervous system, their brain, their body, their heart, their muscles as they're performing. Um, I touched on these two as well when we were talking about um, specific micronutrients for our kids, um, and that is vitamin D. So this is important for our low sunlight areas or indoor athletes. So our ice performers, uh, maybe you have indoor sports like netball if you're indoors, soccer, any of those. Um, it's really, really important for our body's development and the absorption regulation of calcium. And current, re- current recommendations is around... Um, 6,000 IU a day for four to 18 year olds. This is, you know, easily done if you're getting a couple serves of uh, vitamin D rich dairy, if you're getting in those balanced foods, but can be supplemented for those low light areas. Um, And then lastly is iron, especially for menstruating girls. So adolescents 14 to 18 years of age require more iron as they hit puberty. Um, Seven, sorry, excuse me, 11 milligrams a day for males, but actually 15 milligrams for females. And iron depletion is super common in athletes because they are um, losing it in sweat, in, you know, when we defecate, when, if we're bleeding, you know, for kids that do menstruate. Um, Therefore, athletes, particularly female athletes, let's say even vegetarians or distance runners, it's really good to actually check your iron stores. You know, when you see your doctor or if you are, you know, seeing how your energy level is, it may need to be that they need some extra iron boost, maybe easy digestible iron supplement that mm. that would be suitable for their bodies can make a big difference. Hmm. A lot for thought. Yeah. <laughs> mm. 
So the older um, athletes, so the 19 or 25 mm -hmm. year old athlete, what, how many international units of um, vitamin D do you recommend them? Yeah, as they get a little bit older, it doesn't change too much. Mm -hmm. um, I would say probably closer to 12 to 13 milligrams for males and probably similar for females, 15, 16, 17 is a good range okay. to have as we get older. And this could definitely change depending on our body's needs. We don't necessarily need as much as we get older. It kind of stagnates there. Um, but a lot of it when we're first menstruating we tend to lose our iron stores at a more mm. drastic rate because it, it does cause a big shift in the body so it may be that we need to supplement while they are newly menstruating those teen years and that their body is more balanced later on depending how they develop uh, okay and um, sort of vitamin D did you say the same thing um, not much change between yeah, not too much change mm -hmm. when it comes okay. to vitamin D because okay. this is essential amount that we need for the development of our body and it may need to go up to closer, I'd say, as we get closer to um, 35 when we stop mm. regenerating our bones and our tissues, this will get higher to closer to 800 to 1000 IU, I would say, especially for women as we get to that age over time. Okay, and then also that's the inflammatory um, discussion where we have sex of kids in the practice who play rugby mm -hmm. and they may play four or five games a week. Mm -hmm. um, that probably includes training. There's a yeah. lot of impact to their poor little bodies. Yeah. Um, is there a natural anti-inflammatory they can, or something that's naturally, mm -hmm. I don't know, we, give, we say get them adjusted, have magnesium bars, but I'm just wondering mm -hmm. whether from a food perspective, is there something a child would take? Yeah, that's anti-inflammatory for them. I think fish oil actually would have a lot of merit here because mm. because they are putting a lot of pressure on their joints, their muscles, their brain, their body. Mm. Um, they're going to need more protection. Mm. So having higher fat in their diet, particularly maybe a fish oil supplement or at least like an algae-based DHA supplement could mm. be really beneficial mm. just to protect their systems. And I think safely done as well, possibly even like um, hemp terpenes, you know, a relief blend of hemp terpenes, like not quite a CBD oil, but a very gentle version, has been shown to reduce inflammation, particularly in working muscles and joints for all ages, and, and even in animals mm. and kids. So that could be something to consider as well, orally done or even topically. I think mm. I can see you once again because I'm, yeah. there's a whole bunch of kids running through my mind right now, and yeah. each, each one's so individual. Yeah, mm, so I absolutely. think there's a couple of sponsored kids who are. Yeah. Yeah, so I think they'll, they'll come in. Probably come and go and see his charity and yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were just saying that as well before we press record is that school holidays are a really great time for these mm. things to happen because sports either usually have a break um, or training at least often has a break mm. um, and we have a bit more time to kind of dive in and make some changes. That's so right. School holidays else, are yeah. an amazing time to mm. start okay. diving into these. So, Charity, you have a, um, a couple of beautiful testimonies that um, I would love you to share with our listeners as we yeah. wrap this episode up. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've got a few testimonies here. I'll start with actually my nine-year-old client here. We'll just call him L. Um, my nine-year-old client, super active, very much struggling, however, with focus with his sports at school, very much struggling with his focus when it came to schooling itself and even social situations, and was really struggling with um, impacting like physical and verbal um, tics from Tourette's. And he was addicted to sugar, essentially, because mm -hmm. it was easy, it was accessible, you know, would just get 
a couple bucks from mom or dad to go to the servo and buy a Coca-Cola and some, you know, snakes, gummy snakes. And um, it wasn't helping a situation. So simple changes that we did for, for him was just making sure that before he left for his sports, he was having that balanced meal. So getting in some carbs, some protein, some fat. So for him, it was a nice healthy wrap with some turkey, with some hummus and um, some sliced veggies. He like carrot and cucumber, easy bet. And having that instead of having like a muesli bar mm. and chocolate milk, amazing. He was a team player. He was performing better. He felt mm. good. He had a yeah. growth spurt in the matter of a couple months. He had new friends, you know, before he really didn't have any friends there. So just even that one change alone impacted his his physical performance, his recovery, his social status at school, and his overall well-being. And mm. like it was just incredible. And um because he was dealing with a lot of inflammation on the brain with the ticks that were affecting him and he was so active, um, getting him actually onto some hemp terpenes was amazing at helping not only those areas of recovery but also managing the, the ticks. And I noticed a lot less cravings when it mm. came to, to sugar as well. Yeah. His body was getting a little more balanced, wasn't looking for that extra. And it was pretty quick. Kids are amazing how fast they can yeah. adapt. Yeah. Um, so as a nine-year-old, yeah, he, he benefited immensely just with a couple small changes. One meal before practice um, and then, yeah, getting onto some supplements that reduce inflammation, which was yeah. huge. Awesome. Um, yeah, and then Lucas. Lucas is my 17-year-old, um, another L. <laughs> um, or I might change the name there just in case they're probably listening on here. Yeah. Um, we'll call him M. Great. All right, and another example is M, another client of mine, we'll call M, he's 17, and he came to me because he's surf lifesaver, so he's in the water a lot, he had his final school exams coming up, and with the pandemic, his gut was just thrown out of proportion, he couldn't Mm -hmm. digest, he was having high levels of um, gut bacteria and parasites that naturally occur in the body, but were just out of balance. Um, he really couldn't eat anything, so what he was eating was crackers and white bread. Mm. So for him, um, slowly starting to heal the gut, actually upping his protein, getting him on an easy-to-digest hemp protein, um, bone broth, uh, gentle foods to support his body to balance out that carb, protein, and fat intake was amazing to help his body be able to actually process and absorb nutrients in his food. And when he was able to do that, he was able to actually have the energy to perform at Surf Life Saving, recover. Mm. Ideally, he wants to put on muscle, so that's the next phase of what we're going to be working on. You know, now that his energy is up and he's getting what he needs out of his food, um, now that he's turning 18, so we're going to start working on, yeah, hormone support and getting his his muscles built because there were so many years where he wasn't. He wasn't able to do that. He got through his final exams, which is beautiful, and actually getting into studying trade as well now that he's graduated so um it was pretty amazing just little changes for him protein Mm -hmm. was one of the biggest things that was able to help him and some natural herbs and things to balance out the parasite levels but very much individualized what he needed at that Mm. time amazing and can you finish us off with your three little things yes so just as a recap of the three little things which have a big impact on our student athletes um, first is making sure our kids have enough calories from healthy balanced sources from real whole foods Um, looking after their pre and post exercise and training nutrition is really key and then making sure they're staying hydrated Mm -hmm. before during and after exercise and even those typical days no matter the season that it may be 
I love that. Mm, thank you. And once again, you can find Charity at Freshy Nutrition, um, and I'll pop all of her details in our show notes, like in all of our other episodes. But thank you so much, Charity. We appreciate your time so much, and we just know that our listeners are going to get so much out of that. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank Sarah. You. And thank you, Lily. It's thank awesome. You. And yeah, excited. So if anyone needs any support, definitely reach out. I'm here to help. Beautiful. Thank you, Charity. Thank you. A quick disclaimer, these episodes are not intended to replace help, treatment or advice from your healthcare professionals. The information in today's podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not designed to diagnose or treat any conditions. This is just a friendly reminder that we do not know you or your child or those around you and therefore do not know your specific needs. Please seek guidance from your healthcare professionals surrounding your concerns.